What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Ooh. Yeah, we are hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Mm-hmm. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, it's just me. It's just me here by myself. It's just me hanging out all alone here. Uh, no Joey Savage, the Captain Joey Savage. And then, um... I mean, Nico's here. But yeah, like, I mean, I'm here. Well, what's new? But it's basically just me by myself, you know. Eh. Eh, I mean, Who knows if I'm even real? This could just be the weirdest in like internal in my head conversation ever. Um, God, that would be great. It'd be so fantastic. <laughs> I just don't exist. <sighs> what would be better? Oh, man. This made me so happy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sure there's people who wish you existed. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> What? Not you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hang on, there's something wrong with the microphones. I can't. I didn't hear that part. Uh, moving on. Uh, Hello. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Is this on? Um. So what's been up, buddy? Uh, not much. Yeah. Not a lot. Okay, cool. That's the whole show. Thanks. All man. right, good. I Thanks think for I do that every week, and it's like it's not. It was <laughs> never funny. <laughs> yeah. It's it's gotten less funny from never the whole time I've done it. So. Maybe it's funny again. If it's wrap funny. it up, boys. That's it. Pack it in. Pack it in. We'll just wrap all these chords <laughs> up. Oh, yeah. Wrap all this, uh, get this ending music going. And God, I wish we had ending music. We do. I I just put it in post. Oh, right. That's right. We'll do it live. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to be Bill O'Reilly just to yell at people. Yeah, that's fair. It seems like a good gig. Just yelling at people? Yeah. I guess you just be old and just yell at everyone on your yard. By the way, are old people's yards like the place to be? Because no one stands in my yard. No, you're not old enough. I'm not, if I were older, they would come. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, no, definitely. It's like flies to like murky water. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair enough then. Um. So what's been up, man? I uh, just been watching some Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I watched probably the strangest thing I've seen on Netflix in a long time. Uh, it's called The Sound and Fury. The sound and fury. Um. So at first, uh, it so it's animated. It's it's like anime esque. Uh, uh, DC animated produced Batman Ninja okay. not too long ago. Yes. Uh, it's by the same studio, so it has the same kind of aesthetic. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so it's a very stylized, very cool looking. Um, I know uh, Batman Ninja was a really cool looking one. That's the one that had like the samurai versions of like the Joker and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it looks really, it looks really good. And like the trailer was like kind of set it up for like this, like kind of weird Mad Max esque storyline. Like the protagonist is like this skull faced samurai driving a Camaro, like through like the broken down desert. Okay. All right. So I'm like, all right, I'm all in. I'm interested. These are all the core ingredients you need for anime. Yeah, exactly. These are all the cool things I need that are required (laughs) in my anime. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I click on it. I'm like, okay, yeah, the trailer's fantastic. I'm all in. It's got neat music. Cool. So I get in. It's only like 40 minutes long. So I'm like, okay, like a short film or something. Okay. And then it's only music. There's no words? There's no words other than song lyrics. What do you mean? Uh, so do people say the song lyrics in the story? No. So someone is singing. So it's like a long music video. Yeah. So then I. So then this is what I looked up afterwards. It's an album that someone released with an entire basically animated music video that has an entire storyline that ties through the entire movie. What's the name of the band? Uh, I think it's just a solo act. His name is... Todd. No, uh, what is it? I just pulled up. Sturgill Simpson. Was oh, it? no. Sturgill Simpson's Sound and Fury by Kyle Mullen? Is it any He's good? A, uh, it sounded pretty good. I'd have I mean, to listen to the album again. Wait a minute. So you, you watched the whole thing and didn't know? I didn't know it was, I didn't know who To be listening was. as an album. Right. I I came into it thinking it was a movie and then realized afterwards because, like, so there's a really weird, like, so it it starts off with the story and it starts telling the story. So you first get, like, the masked samurai dude driving through the land. In a Camaro. And you're like, cool. Yeah, it's like the future. You can tell that. Okay. With all the space and robots and stuff in the background that are all broken down. Oh, neat. Okay. So driving through. 
like knocks a train over to save like a village by giving them all water because like they trade scraps for food okay. with this like big train. So they knock oh. over the train, water comes out, uh, and then like it flashes back to like uh, so like this like businessman rolls up to like this like samurai temple and like murders everyone. Sure, all the samurai forging swords, and the guy gets like super upset because he killed all his friends. Takes his two swords made by his two best friends with their like ghosts in them. Of course, Todd and David then, the ghosts. And then got he's it. like, I'm gonna go save the world. And he's got like a picture of like his wife and his uh his daughter that have are clearly missing because they're supposed to be there and he's like, I'm gonna go find him. So I'm like, Okay, this is a setup, this is interesting. And then so then it cuts like you know the uh Mad Max section where they're driving like the huge monster trucks with all the fire and like yeah, loudspeakers yeah. on them? So basically the two villains of the story had like basically two of them. One is like businessman where he's like guns and machine guns and like super buff dudes like controlling everything. Mm-hmm. And the other one was like drugs where it's like a bunch of like pharmaceuticals and like everything's like poisonous and evil. Okay. So I'm like, okay, yeah, this is pretty neat. And then everyone just starts dancing. <laughs> Yeah, because it's a good album. Right. I was so confused <laughs> because here we are, here I am thinking we're about to get a crazy anime battle and everyone just starts dancing. <laughs> it's called Sound and Fury? Sound and Fury. So let me ask you this. You're watching this and there's no words. How far did you get before you realized they're not going to talk at all? Uh, Like a solid 10 minutes because I was like, maybe this is just a really long intro bit. Nope. And then as soon as they started dancing, I was like, this is just an album, isn't it? And then I got to the end, and I was like, this is just a music video that's 40 minutes long. <laughs> that's a good... I mean, that's a long song. That is... Well, it's different songs. Well, yeah, no, I get it. First of all, I question your like your watching skills. I think you're bad at watching TV now. Oh, I'm clearly bad at that. Yeah, obviously, because... The only thing I watch is anime at this point. But, but even then, like you could at least be discerning, and when no one speaks in the first eight minutes, you could turn it off. Oh, no. No, no, not, of course not. Clearly of course not. not. No. Um, when you get to the 15 minutes in and you realize, like, oh, this is, they're never going to speak. You could have turned it off then. But I wasn't going to. I was already way too invested. Okay. I'm already, at that point, I'm already halfway through. Fair, fair. <laughs> I'm like, I might as well see the end of this. When everyone started dancing is when you should have turned it off. Oh, yeah. I was, I was real tempted. But then I was like, but what if something happens? And the answer is nothing happens. <laughs> We get more flashbacks. <laughs> what did you what did you think? <laughs> when everyone starts dancing, what did you think was coming next? I don't know. That you why? Were, like, needed to watch. Like, I needed oh, to know wait. why. <laughs> they may crown a winner. <laughs> no, I wanted to know why. Okay, also it turns out that in the future it's actually the guy's daughter. <laughs> like her, the mask falls off of the samurai oh, and, and it's, it's, it's the daughter. It's, it's not him. That's. I mean, it doesn't make anything better, but no. At this point, like it, it, it only makes it all worse actually. Because right, yeah. then it's like, how did he find her, and why is she the samurai? Well, then it, the, well, who that's taught that's her how to drive. Like, that's now I have that's more farther. Questions. That's farther back. There's another flashback later. Oh, Lord. Still with no words. Still with no words. Just music the entire time. <laughs> like maybe if I just sat down and listened to the album, I'm just gonna. That's what I'm gonna play in between both of our shows. Just, just this week. the just, album. Just, just the album. Sound and Fury. <sighs> Whatever. That's fine. Uh, it sounded good. You don't even know that. Like you don't even. Sound I don't pay attention out. like half the time. So th- okay, all right, okay, all right. So let's do this first. So, really, the guy who starts all this is Michael Jackson with Thriller, mm-hmm. where he makes like a twelve-minute mini movie music video thing. Yeah, and then flash forward to in forty-minute anime album video you didn't even realize it was a music video so how good of a job did it do convincing you to enjoy the album oh yeah I, I, at this point at that point you I couldn't was, even name who it was by you had to look it up yeah, I did because it didn't really specify and also I skipped the credits because well yeah I mean they well dancing. okay yeah I skipped I skipped the credits and then after the credits is the fight scene that takes place between like them meeting the villains and them dancing. <laughs> what? It's at the very literally post credits the the car explodes 
into a motorcycle and two robots. Um, and then the robots fight the villains. And then, like, everything gets resolved there. How long is the post scene? Like, three minutes. Oh, that's the worst. Nothing got better. No. Nothing I, got better. I got the conflict I wanted, like, 30 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm out. I'm out. It's it's definitely, it's, it's definitely maybe worth... It's definitely worth listening to because it was it sounded interesting, but I would never watch it again because none of it made sense. And note, this isn't even all, so like this Cole Samurai story I'm telling you. Yeah, that's not even the only thing that's in it. There's like a whole like weird trippy section of like this huge clockwork machine just going. I don't even know if it's connected. I have no idea, but it's like this huge this giant c- clockwork machine and like one cog falls out. And it turns into a person and like melts. It's the weirdest thing on the planet. Oh, it's a symbol, dude. It's symbol. Super. They don't want you we're part of the just, machine, bro. We're all just cogs in the machine, and then when you fall out of it, you have no place and you melt away. Right. Cogs in the machine, bro. And like there was one where like this like Japanese lady was skateboarding around like abandoned Tokyo in like a hazmat suit, like picking up knickknacks off the ground. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> like I like I'm all in on and also that was all live action. That wasn't even animated. It's just a person skateboarding around fake Tokyo. That's weird. I like. I was just confused. I just wanted to watch a cool samurai man attack people, because that's what anime is. That's fair. And now I'm I'm left with uh, concern, confusion, disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> At least it looked neat. <laughs> but it wasn't a good music video. I would say no. Like, I, like, it like, didn't lend itself to the music. Yeah, like, I, I, I very much would rather watch all of Linkin Park's music videos because they were more coherent. Also, um, wow, that was like a shot for no reason. Yeah. Just Actually, Breaking the Habit has a really cool music video. Is that the anime one? Yeah, you would. Well, it's it's really well done. <laughs> you would. It's so nice. Next, you're going to tell me the Incubus hand-drawn one's amazing. So cool. I hate you. I'm a sucker for animation. You you are the tool of the animated world. Ah. Uh, I, st- I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> Shout out to Into the Spider-Verse, the greatest animated thing <laughs> in the history of the universe. It's really it's really bizarre though that uh, you know Netflix kind of just picks up some random stuff. Yeah, and this is a Netflix exclusive thing. Well, yeah, no no duh. <laughs> That's like um Remember that uh, documentary I watched about the guy who, like, aliens were visiting him and, like, they fixed his torn ACL and he was filming them and he has, like, this crazy footage of aliens in his house and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff and the kids are calling him and blah, blah, blah. Then it turns out he may or may not be a pedophile. Um, yeah. That whole documentary got made and then, like, it existed on its own for, like, three years, but it got bought into, like, a bundle of distribution stuff that Netflix wound up buying because people were really into documentaries and really into aliens. And so then Netflix was like, any content that fits that parameter, either one of those is like, and then this was a documentary about aliens. It was like, holy smokes. This is exactly what we need. So like, before Netflix bought that whole package that it was in, it had like, I think the guy who made it said like he had basically given up hope of ever making his money back on it, <laughs> and then turns around to Netflix. I think I think like doubles his money. And he's like, yeah, but it was never gonna happen until randomly Netflix shows up. So they buy weird stuff. Yeah, this is kind of a weird Netflix thing, I guess. That's it's it's by far the so strangest thing. That's going to happen now, long more and more over time. The idea that Netflix can take chances, these streaming services are going to have to go and take risks because as they need more and more original content, the idea of what is content is going to shift more and more. Yeah. And more and more things like this. Um, my buddy's band that was signed to Island Def Jam for a while, they did a, a rock opera. Uh, and a, a college wound up doing a play based on the rock opera at one point, and like, they went and saw it, and it was a big fun thing. Stuff like that is going to happen more and more and more. So like, funny. Like things that are kind of, things that are one thing that but can be others will start to move over. And so, 
It's a really I don't I wonder where he got the money to cuz that's an expensive idea. Oh yeah. A, oh. a 40 minute animated Well, again, not the whole thing's animated, but just most of it. But even even a 40 minute music video is an incredibly like it's expensive. Yeah, animation absolutely. especially is very expensive. Absolutely every it's every 10 seconds of animation is x amount of money. Like it, it, it's usually about $1000. Um, I think that's a. Uh, if I remember right, that's about average. That's, some yeah. go higher, some go lower. Yeah, on where Critical Role when they were doing their thing, they were doing their Kickstarter with Titmouse. I think they wanted. I think initially it started out that they wanted like two hundred grand. To make like a sixty-minute special, mm-hmm. and then they wound up by making like twelve million or something ridiculous. Now yeah. it's going to be like a season, but. Yeah, it's really animation is incredibly expensive, but this is going to be what happens more in streaming. Uh, what are we at here? We got to get out of here to a break. Yeah, fifteen minutes. Yeah. All right, let's jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. We are hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And, of course, we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Just hanging out here on this glorious Friday. It's the weekend, and you're about to get into it real good with Nerd Thug Radio. I don't, I don't, know, what, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, we're going to get into the weekend real good. What's the problem with that? Okay. You're going to get into mm-hmm. it real good. Mm-hmm. Before we get uh, any further off track, off base, and inappropriate, how about uh, you tell everybody about Cox ATA? Cox ATA, martial arts leader in ATA martial arts, now with three convenient locations, one in Magnolia, one in Conroe, and one in the Woodlands. Uh, with now with now there are three convenient locations, and you can take a variety of Taekwondo classes. They have self-defense, Tai Chi, just regular Taekwondo. They have stuff for the tiny ones. They have stuff for the older people. They have stuff for the senior citizens. They have something for everyone at these locations. Wonderful, family-friendly. They're great people to work with. It's like a big family. It really is. They really are. They're great people to be around, too. They're a lot of fun. Uh, We got the big tournament coming up, the big poker tournament, where Mr. Cox is going to lose his money to Joey Savage. And then uh, I'm going to play at the... the You're going to play at the kids' tables. uh, Yeah, basically, because I missed the last one, I'm not in the top six. So I have to play at the other table. But I'm going to take... I'm going to take those people's money. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. It's a great way to uh, get started, to get a new routine going for free. That's right. Two free weeks of training. That's a good deal. That's a lot of money. And it gives people an opportunity to get in there and learn some karate. Oh, taekwondo. Taekwondo is a form of karate. I don't think I'm wrong with that. Uh, anyway, what do they do there? Uh, they teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave. A legacy. All right. Speaking of legacies. This is a great segue right there. All right. From Cox ATA to Spiderman. Speederman. Speederman. Tell me about that Speederman. Okay, this story just Hit broke Spider-Man. today. All right? Today. So we know about the Sony Disney riff and how there was one guy who basically almost ruined it. And then Kevin Feige got with Sony and, and put it back together. Big Brother had to come downstairs and fix everything. Here's why Kevin Feige even went to a meeting to put it back together. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Tom Holland made it happen. Oh, our boy. I like this guy more and more and more He's and so more. sweet and so sometimes you just it's just it's like, oh, you're kinda dumb, but it's okay. You ready? Yeah. 
Sources say the star, 23, made multiple appeals to Disney chairman and CEO Bob Iger and Sony film chairman Tom Rathman to reach a resolution. Um, the outlets are also reporting that Holland swung into action following his surprise appearance at D23 Expo, so he went and he did a bunch of goodwill at Disney at the D23, where he was promoting a Pixar movie, and he assured the audience, I love you 3,000. That was a really classy thing. The news had just broke the day before that there was going to be no deal. Remember, there were some rumors, oh, maybe there'll be a Saturday announcement. Tom Holland might be there. This might happen. He still showed up. He still did his job. He was awesome. He was awesome. He was gracious. He stood on stage with Kevin Feige. He thanked the fans at that point. He then reportedly pressed the matter and was able to leverage his upcoming appearance in Sony's Uncharted to get things done. So he's got other movies coming up with Sony, so he was able to use that to be like, hey guys, listen, I'm working with you, but we got to get this Spider-Man thing back on track. Um, what do you think about that? That's so sweet. You think it's? I think it's probably the smartest, savviest thing I've heard of an actor doing in a while. Yeah, probably. Um, mainly because I feel like he he was like things were going so well for us, and like he was like, well, maybe if I can push my leverage of the fact that I'm already working for them. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm about to sign another movie with Sony, not just my Spider-Man stuff. Right. It's about not. I'm not. I'm not leaving you for Disney. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I guess in theory he could have, and they could have just completely, they could have done some stuff, right? They could have changed his character, or they could have just made all the Spider-Man appearances be television, technically, instead of movies, and then Sony can't do anything about it. Right. It's because he's actually. So part of the Disney Plus stuff is the animated What If series, mm-hmm. and he is reprising his role as Spider-Man. This was already announced, even though the stuff was dissolving. Uh, as Tom Holland is Spider-Man in like two or three different animated episodes, and it's because Sony has no control over, over Spider-Man television rights. So that there's there were other ways, like if this got really bad, that Disney still could have done stuff about it. But I'm glad they didn't because this works out. Uh, it makes me think about nowhere near the same thing, but equally smart. Uh, when Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise started taking like no upfront money and all profit participation. And when he did War of the Worlds with Steven Spielberg, um, I think he basically got, it was something like 60 or $80 million. Yikes. On the back end. Right. So he doesn't get anything up front, but Nothing like he up gets front. way more of it. But him. the movie winds up doing like seven hundred and fifty million dollars and I think I think he was I think he had set it up so that he was getting ten percent. Ugh. Listen, Tom Cruise is somebody you gotta you're gonna be especially ten years ago, you're paying twenty, twenty five million dollars to. Right. So if he's like, Listen, you can keep your twenty five million dollars. You know how much money that just saved on a budget? I mean I I mean it saves twenty five million, but if a budget is a hundred million dollars and and a fourth of that was going to go to Tom Cruise and instead can be used for other stuff. Yeah, no, it helps you out you a lot on your, the front end. You just made your movie exponentially better. Right, and he's getting paid a lot more. On the back end. Uh, Tom Hanks did something about something very similar with Forrest Gump, where it's, I don't think it's ever been disclosed, but I think the estimates are he made about $150 million or something along those lines. That movie real good. Oh, because it never goes away. It's always on TV. It's always on something, and he it's gets so a big profit participation on that one. And it's so good. Such a good movie. Um, I, th- To me, it's just... It's savvy, right? Like, it's just real smart. Like, Robert Downey Jr., uh, when they did Iron Man 1 and it worked, they basically sat down with everybody they wanted to keep. And, sorry, Terrence Howard. And they redid the deals. Because they had, I think, like two or three movie deals. Mm-hmm. And so he agreed to add more movies to his deal. But he changed, like... When he's in ensemble movies, when he's in with more than X amount of characters, he gets a percentage of the profit instead of his regular whatever, whatever. And so he gets less money up front, but he gets a. So I think for Avengers 2, he got something like $80 million or something. (laughs) Like sometimes you have to work it out. Sometimes you got to be smart, right? You got to be smart. Um, It's savvy. I think it's really wise of Tom Holland because here's the thing. As it's breaking up, and Sony's like, well, listen, we've got our own universe. We don't need them. But Marvel, Marvel is where the is where the where the money is getting made. Marvel is where these, name the bad Marvel movie, right? Like, right. 
they're all arguable. Well, even even the like ones that are the quote unquote bad. bad. Iron Man Two is is generally said to be not a great movie. Oh, I sorry. love Iron Man Two. I do too, personally. Okay, sorry, it made eight hundred million dollars. Like, like. <laughs> oh no, my well, yeah. absolute financial failure of nine, yeah. almost a billion dollars. <laughs> Am I supposed to sit around and cry over eight hundred million and like? So I'm trying to think right, what the other Mickey one. Mickey Rourke and right. I'm trying to think which one other the other ones. Some people, uh, some people don't like Thor: Dark World. They're like that one's that one. Yeah, that's that generally accepted as um being like the boring one. Six eighty seven hundred. Right. Oh Darn. no. Darn. Rats. So like and like and then your hits are like over you know you know the <sighs> highest grossing movie ever. When Spider Man Two does one point one billion dollars and it's so cheap for them. Yeah, that one was only like a hundred and twenty million dollars to make. So literally, for every dollar they put in, they got ten dollars back. Uh, there's not another investment on the planet you can make that returns that kind of money, except for playing the lottery. Right. Like, I mean, there's no real business model where you're like, yeah, you'll make ten times your money on on this. Like uh, in like a, a short amount of time. Right. So like doing a revenue, like in it, you're like, oh uh, yeah, a ten to one ratio. No, no, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. So the idea, the idea that they were gonna take him and go. Just to Sony, it's like, yeah, Venom made seven hundred million or something along those lines. That's great, and we just said that's something that's nothing to poo about. But that's the best a Spider-Man movie has done over here on this side. That's the worst that's happened over on the other side. And right, <laughs> this is your top end. That's their bottom. Right, and so for Tom Holland, I think it's really smart to be like. Plus, I, I think this, I think his job has been relatively easy. Yeah. When you're spider listen, there's some physical stuff and all that. I'm not trying to shortchange it. But you don't have to work as hard to carry a movie when you're standing next to Captain America and Thor and Iron Man and all these other like But like and it's it's funny because he, he doesn't have to, but he does and he he like has these really endearing moments. Yeah, and, and it's it's worked out great on the film and it looks amazing. But more importantly, it's it's easier. Yeah. It's easier. This movie Far From Home with Spider Man, the one that did one point one billion dollars. The story is intrinsically tied to everything. It is, and it just flows. It's like, okay, now that you've seen Avengers Endgame and you know what happens, you have to see Far From Home just to kind of wrap it up, finish the story. So the idea that, like, it's going to be way more uphill on their own. Right. Also, with all this bad press, like, can you imagine what the reaction was going to be when Sony announces another movie? Mm-hmm. Like,. Picture the universe where Sony and Disney don't fix this. And, like, three months from now, Sony announces Spider-Man 3. I guess technically it would just be Spider-Man at this point again. Yeah, they release another Spider-Man. They're releasing another Spider-Man with Tom Holland. And then, and then so, actually, probably, well, here's what would go first. It would be Morbius first, Mobius the Vampire with Jared Leto, because uh, I think they're already filming that. And then they would... As they're announcing the release date for that, announce a shoot schedule for Spider-Man, and people would immediately be, yeah, because then they have to take out all the references to the Avengers, all the other things. Yeah, like, like, what's gonna be the same? This Spider-Man blooped for five years. Like, what's going to be the same? Like, and all of a sudden, there's so much going on in this story that that you now can't tell I think the fans would have I think I think Morbius would have opened like a fifth of whatever it even deserves like let's say they made a 700 million dollar movie it gets like 280 because everyone's mad and then by the time someone sees the trailer for Spider-Man they're like who cares yeah they're they're just more upset that it's not a part of the Marvel Universe than it being a good movie at that point there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of weight behind that yeah and there's a lot of blowback like Sony was viewed as the bad guy so it almost made it useless to have the Spider-Man franchise at that point. I think Sony didn't have a choice but to step in, and I think it worked out for them. Listen, Disney's the big boy. They were going to get what they wanted. I, there's no way around that. That's how negotiations work. Winners and losers, Disney was going to be a winner. This works out for Sony. They now pay less. Yes, they're going to get less money, but they now pay less to make a Spider-Man movie. You can't go wrong with that. No. I don't. I mean, I don't... But yeah, so super credit to Tom Holland there. I think that is a, a brilliant... Now, probably 
unequivocally the best Spider-Man ever. Oh, for sure. Like, I loved Andrew Garfield. I thought he was the best Spider-Man up until that point. I thought he was way better than Tobey Maguire. You were talking about Tobey Maguire. Spider-Man 2, the best Spider-Man movie up until Spider-Man 2 again, the third time. (laughs) I don't even know how that's even true. It's not. Tobey Maguire was probably the worst. Sam Raimi made the cheesiest Spider-Man. Listen, if you're a real comic book fan, there's nothing respectful in the way Sam Raimi shows Peter Parker and Spider-Man, it's zany and cartoony and funny and campy and silly. It's just silly. All three movies. Um, I did think Alfred Molina was a good Dr. Octopus. I thought they did some cool stuff. Shout out to Sandman in Spider-Man 3. I with th- like Visually, it was such a cool thing that they did. But then there was so much just stupid stuff. The Venom was terrible. Uh, the whole Franco angle was awful. Uh, is he Green Goblin? Is he Rocket Racer? Who's he trying to be? Uh, and then the whole um, other Green Goblin, Crazy Face. I don't remember. I can't think of his name. I'm black. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. He's the scariest looking person on the planet. Oh, William Defoe. Yeah, and and he <clears throat> was a, probably a great Green Goblin, but a terrible Norman Osborn. Um, it just. <sighs> He's scary looking. He really is. He really, like, <laughs> he could be the nicest human being on the planet, and there's just no getting around the fact that there's something terrifying when he smiles. It's like him and, like, the guy that plays Pennywise. Oh, my God. It's the creepiest smile on the planet. And that guy is really soft-spoken. He did all his, like, the interviews the first time around, and they were like, okay, now do the smile. And it was like, oh, never mind. Oh, oh God. I all made the a, goodwill I've made a you crucial just, mistake. All the goodwill you just uh, built up. Bleach my eyes. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but, yeah, I just, yeah. I thought the Sam Raimi trilogy was awful. I thought Andrew Garfield at least was funnier and they took some time developing the, the relationships with the characters a little bit longer. Plus the death. The, the, was it Gwen Stacy's death? Yeah. Uh, well, Gwen Stacy's dad in the first one and then like the way he's haunting Dennis, the way Dennis Miller, uh, uh, Dennis Miller, Dennis Lear. I'm blanking now which one it is. I don't remember. The Where he's, where he's like haunting him where every time he gets close to uh, Emma Stone's character, he sees her dad in the background and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, the the Parker guilt is such a real thing about Spider Man that those two movies nailed that. Mm-hmm. If Andrew Garfield hadn't made the studio mad, they might have had a decent trilogy there. They might have because they were building up for Sinister Six and then their own universe, and, rah, 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 and then Andrew Garfield blows it. Um, and then Tom Holland saves it. We've bro, come full circle. Tom Holland does an awesome job. And there's just no getting around it. And Marvel does Sony the biggest favor introducing Spider-Man in Civil War and just taking all the pressure off of Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, because now at that point, people have been introduced to... Already established. Already know who it is. Don't even have to tell me. Tom right. Holland, Spider-Man. Got it. He fought Captain America. I'm in. Right. And also, that was like the best intro ever because I can't tell you how many people just exploded... When the trailer dropped, and then there was like, oh, yeah, there's just Spider-Man. There he is. There he goes. Yeah, when he does the scene where like he flips over and steals the shield, that was yeah. in the trailer. And everyone's like, Spider- Spider-Man, what? Yeah. Like, everyone freaks out. You're right. It's a huge moment. It's a big pop. You don't have that if you don't do it. Like, if Marvel isn't there, Sony doesn't have that. No. So then the idea that Far From Home or that Homecoming is any kind of good. Negative. I've never seen Spider-Man Homecoming. Really? Yes. It's great. It really is. You've got to check it out. All right, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses, be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. 
Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to some more Nerd Thug Radio. Just hanging out here on this gorgeous Friday. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. Yeah. Getting ready to get into the weekend. Fancy. Because you know what everyone's not doing? What? Working for the weekend. Nope. That song was wrong. Those people were stupid. I didn't know anything. I don't know. This is a real aggressive stance, but I'm going to do what I want to do here. Anyway, we are hanging out on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio or NerdThugRadio.com. Uh, before we get too far in anything, let me tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins. Uh, so this weekend, with The Adventure Begins on 1488 Comics, Games, and More, they got a they got a draft weekend. It's Throne of uh, Eldraine. Eldraine. Uh, so they're going to be doing... $15 uh, from 5 to 9 p.m. for Magic the Gathering draft of the Throne of Eldraine. Uh, Magic the Gathering is huge again. Huge. It's really blown up. Like It's got like a really cool second wind going through it. In like the last two or three years, too. Yeah. It's, got, it's like, I mean, it never went away, but it definitely died down, and then it like rebuilt, and then it's kind of hit like an extra gear these yeah. last couple of years. This set's pretty cool. It's got a, it's, it's like based on a, like a lot of fairy tales. Oh, okay, all right. I always, I mean, they always come up with cool things and cool angles. I thought the introduction of the plane walkers a few years ago was really neat. Yeah. Uh, the idea that there were these like, almost like superheroes in the universe of Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, they just had like their last set. Like War of the Spark was like their big like Avengers End Game kind of like concept. Bring everyone back together to fight the big bad. See, and that's cool stuff. And that that is, I think that is part of it. The storytelling in the game now. Yeah, it's probably helped bring some people. Also, there's just a lot of interesting cards, and the com- in the in the competitive field is getting really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but also on Sunday is Junior Adventurers League for Dungeons and Dragons. Adventurers League is the official Dungeons and Dragons League, and this is the Juniors Adventurers League. You can now sign up through the website and pay five dollars. Um, they're they're running a homebrew campaign right now that is tied into the standard Adventurers League material. So they're having a lot of fun with it, but this is for the younger kids, uh, no older than 16, I believe, is what they say for that. Uh, so get on out to the Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. It's well lit. It's family friendly. It's fun. They got a lot of demo games and stuff like that. We've been playing some demo games when we go out there. Mm-hmm. I got a pull box there. These guys are awesome. You can buy copies of Another Day at the Office right there in the shelves right there. Um, so speaking of awesome cool things like Another Day at the Office, uh, my debut comic book. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying. Um, have you seen the trailer? Of what? The Birds of Prey trailer. Yes, I have. You did? It, uh, uh, yes. You just watched it, right? I watched it twice. What did you think? Uh, it's pretty good. It looks good? Yeah. Are you excited for the movie? Uh, Yeah, but mainly it's just Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn again. <sighs> Man, first of all, there are certain movies and there are certain people who like... I want to see it no matter what. Right. Um, so I write for cyberpunks.com and I'm, and we're doing, we're going through and we're doing like a backlog of like, why haven't you seen this movie? Mm-hmm. And one of them was uh Tron legacy, which is like Olivia Wilde's kind of big coming out party. Um, oh God, I, I really like Tron legacy. First of all, I, I talk a lot about the visuals there where like just the, the way they highlight everything and look at everything was a really interesting movie, but also in that movie It's got Daft Punk in it. It it well yes, it does. The whole the whole, almost the whole soundtrack is them. Mm-hmm. Um but the other part of it is Olivia Wilde in that movie that's it's like her big action movie. She doesn't do a lot of action movies mm-hmm. outside of this, but more importantly this movie just kind of highlights like how beautiful she is and how like there's something kind of free-spirited and fun about the character she plays in that movie, Cora. And so, like, if you want to see Olivia Wilde, the Tron Legacy is the movie to see. Uh, there, I know there are other movies. Uh, I know that she's in the, the Freaky Friday Switch movie of Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman, and she's beautiful in that and scantily clad, and that's fine, too. That's great, too. But in Tron Legacy, like, uh, you almost, like fall in love with her just physically just the like the movie is lit in such a way that she just looks like this like perfect thing and so margot robbie first of all wolf of wall street 
is is awesome. Good for her. Amazing movie, but she's beautiful in it, and there's plenty to see of her in there, and you get to catch a lot of angles, so to speak. <coughs> Margot Robbie, though, first of all, she she's she's really starting to to have a great career as more than just the pretty girl in movies. Mm. And part of that is her role in Harley Quinn, which first of all is a gorgeous character, but beyond that, she's really she she did a lot of she did a lot of things with it in Suicide Squad. And then now in this, the Birds of Prey, the emancipation of Miss Harley Quinn, this looks like it's going to tell the story of Margot Robbie making Harley Quinn her own character in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And then from that, it's going to give us these other characters. Right. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm I'm more than on board. It looks awesome. Yeah. The hyenas, I thought that was a nice touch. Uh, yeah, bringing... What were their names again? I don't remember. I, I don't know. They're uh, named. Dog 1 and 2. I think one of them's named Louie. I don't know why. Rough Rough. I don't know. I don't know what their names are. They are terrifying, though. Hyenas are a scary breed of animals. Uh, yeah, they, they literally crush bones with their teeth and then eat the marrow. Well, and I didn't know how big they were. They're huge. Huge. Well, um, it's like a lot of people don't understand how big wolves are. True. And then someone true. stands next to one, you're like, Jesus, the thing's huge. So, a uh, friend of the show, uh, my friend Marissa, her younger sister is... I don't remember exactly what her degree is in. It's in animals, though. She went to A&M. She's not a veterinarian, but it's like she does like she works for zoos and things of that nature. A zoologist. I I, I don't want to say that and be wrong. She has a degree in animals of some kind. Animal science of some animal kind. science. She has an animal science degree of some kind. I don't want to misspeak and then get the corrective text later. Uh, I'll just get the why don't you know this text later. Right. Way better. Fair. <laughs> Way better. Um. But anyway. Her first job, there's a there's a place in Spring that does like exotic animal, like breeding and raising and stuff. And her mm-hmm. first job was working there, and they have a pair of hyenas, and it's a family who owns it. And the man, the the father, husband, whoever he is, he hand raised them from from pups, so he can be in the cage. He is the only person allowed in the cage, and even he, when he does it doesn't turn his back to them and is perpetually aware of where their mouths are. Um, and when she's describing, like, the precautions, I was like, I don't understand. Like, are they, like, is it that big of a deal? And she's like, yeah, they're on f- on all four legs. They're almost six feet tall. And I was like, <laughs> what? They're, like, somewhere between, like, four and a half to five and a half feet tall. That's how big hyenas get. And they're huge. And that means there's so much power there. Yeah. Well, they have the strongest they have the strongest bite outside of like crocodiles. <laughs> like it's dumb. Like it's dumb. They literally like <laughs> That's terrifying. Like they'll just walk up to like again, when they find food, they'll literally just bully other animals out of their food and like they will just crunch and just destroy bone with how strong their jaws are. Like just think, they just like they just bite straight through your arm. Yeah, I like I'm picturing like so like sometimes when animals attack, you know, you you, you see like the video or something, and you think like, eh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. No, I'm I'm starting to think no, because so like if you're ever attacked by a dog, what they say to do one of the things to do first of all is to try and assert visual dominance, vocal dominance before the attack happens. That's right because dogs can be tricked that way. Right. Um, also, you're a person. Just be better than that. Right. Just saying. But the other thing they say to do is like if you if you're being attacked, there's there's no getting you're being attacked. They say to shove your hand or arm as far into the dog's mouth because the power, it's like a hinge, so the power is at the front of the mouth. So yeah. if you can get all the way in the back, they can't do anything about it. Right. Apparently, that's not true if it's a hyena. No, it'll just go straight through you. So now your other option is like don't get bit, which right. is a far less cooperative option in that the situation. answer is not be there <laughs> yeah the real answer is avoid hyenas um also the laugh thing they say is terrifying yeah they make weird noises they're yeah. also really smelly yeah they've got a like they do a lot of things with scent and so scent is super important to them which means they stink to people because mm-hmm. animal scents are not pleasant no it's like people who own ferrets ferrets have to get them like uh de-stunk it's a, it's a thing you're supposed to if you own a ferret like, yeah, you don't have to, like, 
You know, you could be that guy who's like, yeah, the fair and admit to be this way. That's fine. Your house stinks now. Right. So the other option is to de-stink them, and I think they go and take a gland out of them or something along those lines. Wild. Which sounds terrible, but but the reality is, like, the ferret's happy. It doesn't notice. It just means it can't do its smelly thing. Right. Because otherwise, they're terrible pets. Like, any pet They're like weird noodles. They are weird. And, and like, listen, they have personalities and they want to play and all that, and that's great and fine. But, like, any animal who, like, a lot of their behavior in territory is scent-based... It's the worst pet. It's already a terrible pet. Because, like, that means it's got to go around and do its thing all over your house to be happy. And, like, that's what I do. That's how I'm happy is doing my thing scent-wise around the house. I don't need the animal competing with me for the living room. It's not going to work. Um... This is just a personal thing now. Yeah, no, I feel attacked. Like, if an animal's going around making their scent happen, now now what do I got to do, Nico? Now I got to make my scent happen. Like, now I got to I gotta, I gotta up the Cory factor. I don't know if anyone wants to do that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Literally no one. I will die alone. Nobody wants that. But if I got to do it, I will. <laughs> I'm glad you're willing to put that, that effort. Listen... Just as it's just as important to me <laughs> as it is to the animal that people know whose territory this is. Can't have him going around owning it. What are we talking about here? I don't actually know. We've gone so far. <laughs> so my step parents have a oh, my stepdad and my and my mom they have a they have a terrier. Okay, little little Yorkie terrier. Dude, he's got a great personality. He's a really good dog. He's got good hair. He's gray hair. This is the pretty one. He's got like he looks like a dog model. He really does. He looks fantastic, and he walks a little bit like a dog model. He like. He walks like a dog and knows he's a good-looking dog, okay? Uh, but the thing that's funny about him is he really loves hanging out with my stepdad. So it's really weird because my stepdad is this big dude, you know, over six foot, does construction, does building. So he's working on the barn dominium in his off time right now, building it out. So the dog likes to just hang out and watch him build stuff. So in my head, I'm I'm like 40% convinced that he thinks he is helping out. <laughs> and, like, that him being there is being, like, this productive thing for time. Because, like, when he walks back to the, like, to and from the car, he looks super proud of himself. And, like, he just looks like he's like, yeah, man, nailed it today. today I'm really getting it through. <laughs> today was a great day. Look, even if it's just moral support. Yeah, no, for sure. And, like, he is confident that he is contributing. And, like, I mentioned it to my stepdad. I was like, he looks really proud of himself. Like, I think he thinks he's helping. And my stepdad, he just looks at me and he goes, well, that's stupid. He doesn't have any thumbs. <laughs> like, way to take that so literally. And I was like, well, no, I know he's not helping, but I don't think he knows he's not helping. I think he thinks he's contributing right now. And he was like, well, he doesn't have any thumbs, so he's not really much of a help. And I kind of looked at him like, Wow, he got real salty about that. Like he got real. <laughs> right, yeah, he didn't help. Yeah, what? Well, of course he didn't help. He doesn't have any thumbs. Like I, you I and know I that. both know he doesn't have thumbs. I don't think he realizes that he's not contributing. But yeah, it's just an interesting thing to see, like the personality of these things. And so yeah, ferrets totally. I'm sure they walk around like the like king of the roost, you know. Like, because I feel like Cooper probably most of the time thinks he is like owning stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet he's laying around the house like, this is my joint. But the guy's like, two pounds. <laughs> yeah, like three tops. Yeah, I'm perpetually worried that I'm going to step or sit or lay on him when he's around. There's literally nothing intimidating about him. Yeah. Especially because you, you live with a, a pit bull. True. And the pit bull, like, she actually doesn't seem to think she owns anything. She's actually like... She is super happy to be, like, the servant dog because she wants to be attached to everyone's hip, which is more annoying because she is so large that it's like, oh, my God, like, there's, like, a there's like, there's like a small person, like, coming up on you at all times. Right, and she's strong. She is. She's a powerful dog. And so, like, there's a lot of times where she's she, she wants to play and she wants to, like, be your friend. So she's in, like, feels like a far less confident role. But because of her size, like, she's, like, pressing on you, and there's no way to ignore it. Like, you're like, okay, I feel you. I feel you. All right, let's do this. And so, yeah, it's, it's like, there's different dichotomies to it, and then size plays no part in any of that. No, dogs are funny because I feel like they have no concept of size. 
No, that's why I really think Cooper thinks he's nailing it in the barn dominium. Like, I right. feel like anything that gets done in there, I think he's like, all right, we put the doors up today. I, uh, it's pretty good. I think I did a pretty good job today. I think he may be the me of dogs. <laughs> that makes sense. Blissfully unaware of any real contribution to society, but hyper confident that I'm nailing it. <laughs> this is just turned into a case study. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm okay with that. Um,. How much time we got here? We got a whole, like, three minutes. Two minutes, really. Two minutes? Okay. So you were asking me if I've seen The Invader's M on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You, you've seen it? Yes, I have. You like it? Enter the Florpus, yes. Into the Florpus? Yeah. You liked it? It was great. I need to check it out. What else do you think they need to bring back, like, on a Netflix or streaming thing? Uh, I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of Cartoon Network shows that I feel like need to come back. See, I don't think there are. I think they've kind of maxed out. I think they've kind of maxed out. I don't know. There's just things that, like, they've also brought back some things, like Samurai Jack out its final season. Yeah, but isn't it kind of annoying that they brought it back just for one? Like, why Well, it, why it, not just do a movie or something? Because they needed an ending? I don't know. Right, but, like. Which, by the way, Kenny Tarnikovsky, I think his name is, um, the guy who did Samurai Jack is doing another show for Adult Swim called Primal. Yes. And it looks incredible yeah it airs next week oh does it okay yeah. i need to set the tv okay that's what we're gonna go out on everybody you need to set your dvrs you need to check it out primal looks awesome they've uh they've shown some test footage and some preview footage at some different comic events and stuff mm-hmm. that's that's gotten out that i've seen it looks incredible um this is gonna be the next big animated like hit oh yeah it's super it's a uh, uh, Side note: It is very mature. Very, it's on. It's on Adult Swim. It's very violent. It's very primal. <laughs> Ooh, I see what you did. Yeah, because it's it's a guy in a world of dinosaurs and stuff, and he's got to yeah. make his way around. He's like caveman. He's like best friends with like a dinosaur. He's like riding a T Rex the whole time. Yeah, he looks cool though. It looks awesome. <laughs> so, Final Space and Primal are our two recommendations right now. Oh yeah, for sure. For, for animated. Sure. Uh, animated things for animated things we're gonna jump out on that next week when we come back we're probably gonna talk some all elite wrestling they debuted Wednesday Ooh! so we'll let people get a chance to watch it over the weekend we'll get to that on Monday I think probably when the Captain Joey Savage comes on back uh, he is he has burned through our time off at this point though yeah yeah uh, all right, with all that being said, thank you for listening, guys. Everyone, uh, have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay happy. Come back and hang out with us on Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. On behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oliver wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio.